The economy is in big trouble, big trouble. Look at this. Look at this inflation rate just released today. This is huge. Worst inflation rate since 1990. Hey, I'm no economist, but I do know this. When you've got a number like this, the last thing you want to do is pour trillions of dollars more into the economy. And that is what we're poised to do with this ridiculous, over-the-top, non-infrastructure, so-called infrastructure plan that's on apparently the verge of passing. Why are we here? Why are we spending money like crazy? Why are we trying to change this society? I say we, I say we, the American government. I say mostly Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Whatever happened to them? At one point, they were relatively normal. Look at them more recently, okay? From Trump derangement syndrome to, well, some other factors. You know what it is? You know what really is driving them crazy? It used to be Trump. And now it's AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her nutjob friends. They are terrified of her. She has more influence than just about anybody in the Democrat Party. She's driving them further and further to the left. It doesn't look like they learned their lesson from last Tuesday. And it's not only her, it's that whole squad. It's Cori Bush, who was homeless. And now that she's in Congress, it looks like she wants to be homeless again. There's Ayanna Presley. Um, they're scared of her. And quite frankly, uh, so am I. I guess I can't blame them on that one. And what are they afraid of? They are literally afraid of these nut jobs organizing their friends and showing up at their homes. Uh, they actually did that to Chuck Schumer. Going to Chuck Schumer's house, that became a thing about four years ago. It spooked him then. It drove him even further to the left. And now he's totally owned by the left. He's terrified of AOC uh, challenging him in a primary. And that could happen. So where are we? Well, we got prices totally out of control. Again, the last thing we need are trillions of dollars more artificially flowing around right now. Uh, let's break down uh, the situation a little bit further. Prices rising at a fast, the fastest rate in over 30 years. A fifth straight month of inflation surge under Biden. Core consumer price index rose 4.6% since October of 20, a 0.9% increase since September. This is bad stuff. And when it comes to the fine print in this crazy infrastructure bill, did you know this? I mean, we're still finding out stuff that's inside. They want to make every car made in the USA by 2026 to have a little gadget to find out if you were drinking and driving. Yeah. Under the legislation, monitoring systems to stop intoxicated drivers would roll out in all new vehicles as early as 2026. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, and by the way, I don't know. I just don't like the sound of that. I don't encourage drinking or driving, but Hey, the real problem right now is texting and driving. It's actually worse than drinking and driving. We have the supply chain crisis, and Joe Biden doesn't think we can understand it. Uh, <laughs> he really doesn't. He really thinks that this is beyond us. Uh, you know, I see all those boats. I know they got to get in here. I know that the unions don't want to work that hard, and Joe Biden doesn't have the skill or the mojo to turn that around. Uh, but again, he doesn't think we understand. If we were all going out and having lunch together and I said, let's ask whoever the, whoever's in the next table, no matter how, wh what restaurant we're in, have, have them explain the supply chain to us. Think they'd understand what, what we're talking about? They're smart people, but supply chain. Well, why is everything backed up? 
Well, it's backed up because the people supply the materials that end up being on our kitchen table or in our, in, in our, our, fam, our, our, our life. Guess what? They're closed those plants because they have COVID. They're not. And so it's a complicated world. Oh, so complicated. Yes, uh, smart people, but they're simple. They can't understand that. What's amusing is listening to him try to explain it. Now, he refined it. They had to sit down, Joe, and, and really explain it to him. And he got a little bit better at explaining it. He gave it another shot today. These supply chains are complex. Even, even products as simple as a pencil can have to use the wood from Brazil, graphite from India, before it comes together at a factory in the United States to get a pencil. Sounds silly, but that's literally how it happens. Let me see. India... Brazil factory in the United States, actually China. Uh, I think I can kind of follow that. Can you? Uh, Joe, we know what's going on. This is where you fail, though, Joe. You can't fix this moment. Donald Trump could. He knew how to talk to executives, right? He knew how to make things happen. Listen to Joe. I think he got a snow job yesterday. Yesterday, I spoke with the CEOs personally, spoke with the CEOs of the major retailers, Walmart, Target, and the leading freight movers, FedEx and UPS. They assured me that the shelves will be stocked in stores this holiday because they signed on a 24-7 as well. They signed on a 24-7. And they provide more avenues. They're getting more of their containers off the ports quicker. Oh, wow. They assured you, Joe, everything is fine. Well, we still have human beings who work for unions unloading that sh those ships. Automated, automated systems will be a lot better, a lot more efficient, and you can't make that happen or you won't make that happen because the unions own you. All right. It's another problem we have on our hands, of course. Gas prices and the Biden administration, they literally laugh at the idea that they could do anything to help us. In Sturgis, Michigan, it is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC, and they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. <laughs> they made a Michigan politician the um, energy secretary. And this is what you get. Somebody who thinks all energy comes from the Middle East, OPEC. And a lot of it does. And OPEC is an important player in all of this. But guess what? So is America. You know, America produces oil, too. A lot less of it lately. I mean, really, a lot less of it. Why is it that the Biden administration okayed that pipeline from Russia to Germany, but is revisiting the pipeline from Michigan? You know about this, right? They want to shut this thing down. Ooh, no, they actually don't want to shut it down. They definitely don't want to shut it down, right? Not really. Watch this. It happened uh, at the White House. They're asked a direct question. Are you guys going to shut down this pipeline? We're hearing about it. Are you? Why is the administration now <laughs> considering shutting down the Line 5 pipeline from Canada to Michigan? So, Peter, uh, that is inaccurate. That is not 
that is not right. Uh, so any reporting indicating that some decision has been made, again, is not accurate. Uh, but what I will say is I'll lay this out for you for a little bit here. Where we are at, we, where we are is with this is that the Canada has decided to invoke the dispute resolution provisions of the 1977 Transit Pipelines Treaty. We expect that both the U.S. and Canada will engage constructively in those negotiations in addition to being one of the closest allies, Canada remains a key U.S. partner in energy trade as well as efforts to address climate change and protect the environment. It, it, I will also add this, too, is that the current the current Line 5, 5 pipeline is subject to litigation between Enbridge and the state of Michigan. So, again, I would it is inaccurate what you just stated. What's but so but the, the reporting, the reporting about uh, us wanting to shut down the Line 5. I said, uh, is, it, is it being studied right now? Is the administration studying the impact of shutting down yeah. the Line 5? Yes, so, we are. We are. So that, what's inaccurate? Well, I thought you were saying that we were going to shut it down, yeah. but that is, that is not inaccurate. Okay, great, 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 great. But uh, the Army Corps of Engineers is preparing an environmental impact to look through this. Okay, sounds like they're getting ready to shut it down. We're not shutting it. We're studying. We're studying that it would get shut down. We're studying shutting it down. Um, didn't they say, didn't Joe Biden, we played it last night, didn't he say he'd always be, he'd always, how did he put it again? My fellow Americans, I closed the day where I began with the sacred oath, before God and all of you, I give you my word. I will always level with you. All right, well, let your deputy press secretary know that. She's worse than Jen Psaki. Uh, but the problem starts at the very, very top. Uh, we know Joe is old. We know he's kind of out of it. We know he's in decline. But he's always been a bit of a maniac. I'm not kidding. Uh, right after he got to the Senate, he said this out loud to a reporter. Uh, she writes, he defines politics as power. And whether you like it or not, young lady, he says, leaning over his desk to shake a finger at me, us cruddy politicians can take away that First Amendment of yours if we want to. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Joe, it, it doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way. But uh, I'm sure you felt pretty strong when you were doing that. Um, there is something going on in Joe's head now. I think it goes back to, well, a lot of things, but Barack Obama, when they were, well, running mates and I guess kind of partners, there was something strange about it all. They were always smiling, almost too much, right? I mean, take a look at this. This is, nobody likes each other that much, all right? Nobody's, nobody's that funny. Um, I think they were turning it on for the cameras because Joe secretly seethed that he wasn't the president. You know, he ran in 2008. And consider this, consider this. Joe Biden, when he was elected to the Senate, Barack Obama was in Hawaii and he was just 11 years old. Yet somehow, somehow, Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden is Obama's second in command. I know he didn't like that. And people saw him in the White House and they knew he felt frozen out sometimes. Like, I have all this skill. I've been around for all these years. This guy just got here. He's president. It doesn't make sense. It's one of the reasons why he's trying to jam all these ridiculous programs through. He doesn't have much time. He wants to show that he was better than Obama, and he's trying to be FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, you know, massive New Deal legislation, that kind of stuff. 
It's not going to happen. Unfortunately for him and for us, he's on track to being even worse than Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Look at that. Joe Biden showing Jimmy Carter around Washington, it looks like. When we come back, Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand in Kenosha, Wisconsin. You know about that case? You're going to want to hear what he said and also what the judge said to the prosecution. It was wild. We'll be right back. Carson, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for other platforms. Something's coming. All I, All I can, can say is, is that, that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? They really don't like Kyle Rittenhouse. You know about this case, right? He was 17 last August when, during those uh, Jacob Blake riots, he shot and killed two people, uh, and I think he wounded someone else, and he claimed self-defense. And quite frankly, I've seen the videotape. It looks like self-defense to me. Nevertheless, he's on trial for murder he took uh, the stand today in his own defense. Uh, he got a little emotional, but I think he was running circles around those prosecutors. Uh, it got really wild, though. The judge, he is so fed up with the prosecutors in this case. It looks like it could ultimately be a mistrial, but um, we'll see what happens. But listen to the judge. I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. So why? Testimony, Your Honor. Pardon me? That was before the Don't testimony. Don't get brazen with me. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled without asking outside the presence of the jury to do so. So don't give me that. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? I, I was a astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country. For 40 years, 50 years, I have no idea why you would do something like that. It was wild. I mean, I haven't seen a judge. I mean, and I, I'm no lawyer, but I think he's right. And uh, the prosecution, it looks like they're losing. We should know soon. Meanwhile, Andrew Cuomo. I know you don't like it when I defend this guy. Look, I am... I'm upset with Andrew Cuomo about a lot of things, how he managed COVID, uh, the nursing homes, and that ridiculous $5 million book advance he got last year when we were all suffering. There's a lot of reasons to not like Governor Cuomo, but I don't think he's a, uh, he's a predator. Uh, the sexual uh, harassment allegations drove him from office, and now he's an ex-governor. He's out there fishing and riding in a boat and things like that. Um, and he's trying to protect his reputation, what's left of it. But uh, I think this is really unfair. A former press secretary of his has come out with a ridiculous book. I mean, talk about a desperate title. It's by Karen Hinton. Yeah, Penis Politics, a memoir of women, men, and power. Karen Hinton. She also worked for uh, Mayor de Blasio for a time. Uh, here's Karen in real life, and there's her book cover. Anyway, are you ready for this? Some really, really shocking allegations have come to light. We've been told this is in her book that 
Governor Cuomo, when he was Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under Bill Clinton, was overheard making jokes about Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton and cigars. Scandalous, right, that he would be saying anything like that around staff. The whole country was talking about that, though. <laughs> and Jay Leno and people like that, uh, he wasn't the only one. Let's see, what else here? Um, Secretary Cuomo, at the time, was married to Kerry Kennedy. Kerry Kennedy being the daughter of Robert F. Kennedy, brother of JFK, and I guess Cuomo was a member of the Kennedy family, and uh, Cuomo was known to talk about the sexual escapades of the, Kerry, of the Kennedy family, like RFK and JFK said to be hooking up with Marilyn Monroe. And he brought this up in the office and told people about it and even talked to some other aide that Karen Hinton did not know. Kind of crazy. I mean, I heard about this before Karen Hinton and Andrew Cuomo came along. Didn't you? Didn't you? All right. We'll be right back. We're checking in with those prisoners once again who are being held in jail for January 6th. We'll be right back. Gavin Newsom, America's least favorite pretty boy, right? Uh, career politician, started running for office when he was like 16. One of those guys. And uh, what a great big hypocrite. Uh, I think he's in politics for all the wrong reasons, just for the glamour, whatever glamour there is in politics. You know, the look at me, look at me. You know, he's been saying mask up and get vaccinated. Who can forget that French laundry picture? There he is at the French Laundry after he lectured all of California to wear a mask. And he's at that fancy restaurant, which some reason calls itself a laundry, um, without a mask. That really was something. Well, have you heard that he got the uh, booster shot and a flu shot on October 27th? And apparently afterwards, he got pretty sick. Uh, no one saw him for almost two weeks we're all wondering. He didn't answer the question yesterday. He gave us some nonsense about Halloween costumes. The Daily Mail, the UK Daily Mail, they're good. They put it this way. Governor Gavin Newsom had an adverse reaction to getting the COVID booster and a flu shot within days of each other, leaving him with muscle weakness and fatigue. Uh, so much so that he couldn't do much of anything else but uh, stay in bed. I don't know. When you're governor, it's kind of a 24-7 job. Yet he was nowhere to be seen for almost two weeks. What about transparency? Hmm? What about, um, I don't know, that would have been interesting, right? It's our choice regarding the vaccine. Why not tell us if he had a negative reaction? I think that's wrong, and I think he is a great big phony. All right, now this. Who's the Do you want your house back? Take it! Jacob Chansley will most likely soon be sentenced to prison for a long time. Jacob Chansley. Now, does that name ring a bell? It probably doesn't. Uh, however, this may. The horns guy, him, Jacob Chansley. Well, he's been in jail for a long time, but 
Prosecutors have now formally recommended a 51-month sentence for his actions on January 6th. That's a long time, all right? Uh, And by the way, he didn't organize anything, he didn't break anything, and he didn't hurt anybody, but he's become the face of January 6th, and it looks like he's going away for potentially more than four years. We will see what happens, but prosecutors have formally made this... uh, this request of the judge. Meanwhile, everybody should understand this because it's been totally concealed by the fake news that the FBI itself said there was no evidence that this riot was coordinated with anybody. So all of these uh, requests uh, from the Trump administration, the Trump White House, the archives to see everything, all of his papers, he's invoking sec- executive privilege. He's not winning on that. Uh, this is an effort to just hurt him politically. He clearly had no role. And oh, by the way, he did say, remember, peacefully and patriotically. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. There it is. There it is. Um, There it is. But they want to know what Steve Bannon said in the podcast and what, uh, you know, all this little minutia that ultimately will, I believe, further exonerate the president, President Trump. Uh, And they really don't want answers. They really don't. They just want to perform. Like baby Adam Kinzinger, remember this? January 6th, Republican. You know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad days, how we take accountability for that. I got to take what I said about Gavin Newsom back. This is the phoniest guy in America. Uh, Here they are not getting to the bottom of what happened on Capitol Hill. And they're talking to four guys who were there on January 6th. And now they want to bring in 35 people who weren't there on January 6th, hassling them, hassling them. Um, And by the way, running up their legal tabs. It's all a great big sham. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk to somebody who's in jail for January 6th right now. Stay with us. On the right there is Lonnie Kaufman. He is from Alabama. He served in the Army honorably for 10 years almost, one year in Vietnam. But now he's in jail. He's in the D.C. Central Detention Facility because of, well, he was there on January 6th. And uh, he is in some trouble. He's got a 17-count indictment against him, unlawful possession of destructive devices, carrying a pistol without a license. But uh, look, he's going to be with us right now on the phone. I don't want to get him into any more trouble. And Lonnie Kaufman, uh, thank you for joining us. You're on the phone right now from jail. Can you hear me, sir? Yes, I can. Welcome to Newsmax. You've been in there since January, and you're 71 years old. Can you tell us how you're feeling and how you've been holding up? Well, it's been kind of rough because I had uh, issues before I... uh, 
was uh, arrested. I uh, was being treated for depression, and uh, the medication uh, wasn't. Uh, I didn't get the medication on a regular basis like I was getting before because uh, when they arrested me, they had to get all the steps together, try to find out what I was taking and all that. But uh, uh, even after they found out, they didn't get the proper uh, proper dosage. And uh, so I've had several issues uh, with that, trying to get the proper medication to, uh, to uh, treat the depression. And, uh, of course, with this, this is not the best... Uh, uh, atmosphere around here for uh, anybody with uh, depression problems. Of course, of course. Well, look, um, we all know by now that the conditions in there, even for a person who is, uh, you know, on top of the world, emotionally, it's so rough. Um, is there anything you regret about January 6th? Uh, yes, uh, I should have stayed home because what I come here for, and I won't get into any details about January 6th, but I came here for information uh, and I was unable to uh, attain that information and all it did was wind up uh, getting me in here. Uh, so uh, that's, that's my regret. Now I understand. Not being able to find out. Sir, you're a person of faith, and I understand that you are not able to attend religious services in the jail. Is that correct? Oh, that's correct. I think that's your right, by the way. Is there any, uh, has there been any explanation as to why such a basic service uh, would not be offered? Well, basically, they, they're always trying to use the COVID thing for a reason they done all this stuff. We can't even get a, a shave or a haircut because uh, unless you've got uh, the certificate that you get when you get uh, inoculated, and uh, so only those that have taken the sh both the shots can get a shave and a haircut. We have a little beeping in the background. We understand there's a time limit on your phone call. Okay, do me a favor. Can you just set the scene for us right now? Where are you? Uh, how much time do you get on the phone? And, and what, what's around you right now? Uh, well, I'm in what they call the TV room, but it's not used for that right now. Uh, and uh, the phone time limit is 15 minutes from the time my first uh, call was made. I understand. I understand. Um, listen, if folks want to help you, there is a way to do that. I want to put this up on the screen. It's the Give, Send, Go uh, page uh, that's been set up for you. GiveSendGo.com slash Bless Lonnie. And uh, all the information is there and uh, people can help out. And they really do want to help out the January 6ers. Look, some mistakes were made that day, we know. But it just seems totally out of control how uh, most of you guys have been treated. Sir, is there anything you'd like to share with us? We all need need the American people to know that we're not uh, the things that we've been labeled since uh, January 6th. We're not terrorists. We're not, uh, we're not insurrectionists. Uh, uh, none of those things. And uh, we are patriots. And we love our country. We even sing the national anthem every night at uh, 9 o'clock. 
and we just need the American people to know that uh, that's the truth of the, the matter, and we need we need the American people to support us. Uh, can I ask you about your family, relatives, friends? Have they been able to visit you, and, and how are they holding up, uh, as best you know? Well, my family aren't able to come up here. Like you said, I'm from Alabama, and it's a, it's a long way, and uh, they just can't uh, take that time off. Uh, I haven't had any any visitation. Uh, I think I think a few of the people have uh, managed to get visitation, uh, but not myself. Well, uh, Lonnie, this is a this is a tough thing you're going through. Uh, I'm sorry, and uh, I know some people got carried away on January 6th, but also we got to put this in its proper perspective. I think. Um, when are you due in court? I am supposed to go to court. Uh, this Friday. And what's going to happen? Do you know? Uh, yes, but I can't. Uh, I can't discuss that. I'm sorry. I understand. I understand. Well, uh, Lonnie Kaufman, uh, I wish you luck. And uh, by the way, if you don't mind, what was your job in the army? Oh, I was a senior truck driver. And I understand you were uh, in Vietnam for your service. Portion of it? Yes, I, I went over there in uh, '69, in the middle of '69 to the middle of '70. Served one year. This is all going to come to a close at some point. What's the first thing you're going to do when you get out of jail? <laughs> uh, probably uh, get a Mountain Dew, and uh, I might even go back and 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 smoke one cigarette because I was a smoker before I come in here, but I've managed to, uh, to bear that pretty well, better than I thought I would, but I might just have to have one. <laughs> a Mountain Dew and a smoke. Lonnie Kaufman, listen, I don't know if you realize this or if you're, uh, you're, you're, you're the fellow January Sixers, but we're thinking about you and we're talking about you every night on television, and this has gotten oh, totally... appreciate it. You bet, sir. This has gone totally. This has gotten totally out of hand. Obviously, I'd like to put up your Give Send Go page one more time, if you don't mind, folks in the back. Uh, www.givesendgo.com/slash/bless-lonnie, and you can read up about uh, his situation there. Lonnie, uh, again, hang in there. We're thinking about you, and uh, good luck. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. You bet. You bet. We'll be right back. She needs help. She needs help. I'm not kidding. Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, somebody close to her has to help her. She obviously has, I think she has a drug or alcohol problem. I think, I think. And I'm actually hearing, hearing some, some things. You tell me, is this normal behavior? Here she is in Paris, France, representing all of us today at some laboratory. With us in government, we campaign with the plan. Uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. Even when the first time we roll it out, there may be some glitches and it's time to reevaluate and then do it again. 
I don't know. Something's up. Remember the plane in Fantasy Island? There's something very strange about this person. Uh, if she is suffering from addiction, I hope genuinely she gets help. I'd like to bring in Eric Metaxas from the Eric Metaxas Radio Show, also author of Is Atheism Dead? just out last month. And Mark Simone of iHeartRadio. Uh, Mark and Eric, welcome. Look, I, I, I'm making light of it. And I'm not making light of it at the same time. If she's just being goofy, that's fine. But I think she might have a problem. Mark, what do you think? I have been hearing this for months that she uh, is at uh, happy hour quite a bit. And uh, happy hour starts about noon. And I think, uh, uh, I mean, listen, I hate to say it, but I think she has an IQ maybe 85, 90 to begin with. And if you were a cop and you saw someone talking like that, you'd make him step out of the car and blow up a balloon for you, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, when you put it that way, a police officer just might have to give her a field sobriety test. Eric. I, I have a simpler, more positive explanation. Uh, you mentioned she said the plan, the plan, and you, you said it sounded like the plane, the plane. Yeah. I do think that she's, uh, I think she's being taken over by the spirit of Hervé Villachez, <laughs> the actor who played Tattoo in Fantasy Island. I'm pretty sure that's what is going on. Poor Hervé. It didn't end well for uh, for him. Quite a life. Uh, also, I mean, the giddiness all the time. This is in Paris, but all the time. Hit it, please, if you will. Okay. <laughs> how do you... How do you... <laughs> I mean, nothing is that funny all the time. Uh, Mark, I am hearing, by the way, friction between her and Joe Biden. At least the staffs don't like each other. And maybe, in fact, Joe and Kamala don't. And that would make sense because of all the awful things Kamala said about Joe during the campaign. Yeah, well, she's the right person at the right time. You've got the worst president ever. You might as well have the worst vice president ever. Uh, you remember Dan Quayle couldn't spell potato, and that was front-page news for a month. <laughs> this woman acts completely nuts, and it's not even mentioned. Now, I hear she doesn't want to be anywhere near him, associated with him, and he doesn't want to be anywhere near her. They're both embarrassed at each other. Uh, I, I'm just glad we're all here to cover this. I mean, the country will survive. We've survived uh, Jimmy Carter and a lot of other things. We'll survive these two. All right. Very good. Very indeed. Uh, you're right. Uh, hey, by the way, though, the trillion dollar uh, infrastructure fiasco has this inside. No one's talking about it. But there is a requirement for new cars starting in 2026 to have basically built-in breathalyzers, uh, a little mechanism that you have to blow into. We've seen these before. A judge might install one on your car or make sure you install one on, in your car after you're convicted of uh, driving while drunk. But now every car in America, if this thing passes, will be required by 2026, new car. Um, Eric, I... Um, there's something about this. I mean, we don't want anybody driving drunk, but I also don't want to be able to. I, I just don't like the idea that I got to blow well, an alcohol test first. This, this is the this is the point. First of all, the, in the article I read, it wasn't just breathalyzers, uh, but it was, you know, that with, with the technology they have now, uh, they can determine if the car is moving in an erratic way that seems like the erratic kind of way a drunk driver drives. The bottom line is we're all going to die. You mentioned I, I wrote a book called Is Atheism Dead? Uh, God is real. We're all going to die. But we live in a kind of a secular utopia. We think that 
with a different law, with a new law and some more budget spending, some more deficit spending, we can fix every possible contingency. No one will ever die from the flu. Clearly, we're selling our souls for safety. We're destroying the fabric of American life so that everything you do is monitored, everything you pay for, they know where you paid for it, they know what you're doing. This is not healthy, it will not end well. I think the American people, having seen what happened with COVID, need to understand that government can be, uh, laws and government can be a huge problem, far, far worse than what they purport to fix. We're supposed to know that, uh, Reagan said it, but I think Americans have forgotten that. We want safety, we want convenience. It is destroying America, it's destroying our lives, and it's taking our eyes off of what is important. We're going to live, we're going to die, we need to behave decently. We don't need the government to force us to behave decently. Well, you know who doesn't buy that? And by the way, you describe it so powerfully and well, AOC and her friends, AOC the maniac, <laughs> flailing about on Capitol Hill all the time. She commands such power, and I think we do have her flapping her wings. Here she is. This is my favorite AOC video where she's totally out of control. She's like this on camera and off camera, and her crazy friends like Cori Bush, who was homeless once and apparently wants to be homeless again, uh, these folks, Mark, really do think that government has, or under them at least, will have all the answers, and we should just kind of uh, surrender our lives to the state, and that is socialism. That is ultimately communism, Mark. Yeah, hey, there's no, nothing worse than drunk driving. It's the worst crime, but it's a local police matter. Let the local police handle it. And by the way, that thing will never pass because Kamala Harris is the tie-breaking vote. If that passes, she's gonna have to walk everywhere for the rest of her life. So <laughs> I, I don't think okay. it passes. Right. And you know, if any, all these things are so great, separate them, put them in separate bills and let everybody, let everybody vote on them that way if you think they're such great programs. Hey, uh, <laughs> excellent, Mark. <laughs> She's gonna have to walk for the rest of her life. I have to run this bio, and actually I heard it from Michael Goodwin recently, Mark, that uh, Chuck Schumer is absolutely terrified of AOC and the squad. He's afraid that he'll be primaried, and he's afraid that the maniacs will once again show up at his house. This used to happen all the time when he was you know, somewhat centrist or not as bad as he is now. Take a look, please. So showing up at Chuck Schumer's house and anybody who disagrees with the far left, this is something I believe they're genuinely afraid of, Eric, and it's actually driving uh, policy and it's driving the direction of the country, this uh, mob mentality. And people like uh, Pelosi and Schumer, they're afraid of it. And they're, when, when Ayanna Presley walks in, it's like, whatever you want, just don't, you know, please don't hurt me. Whatever happened to honor and duty and sacrifice, if you are not fit to do the job to which you were elected, which concerns the American people, what's good for them, you need to resign. The idea that you would let people push you around, especially these absurd people saying, grow a spine, grow a spine. If he grew a spine, he'd come out there with a shotgun and tell them to get off his property, right? Well, that's not gonna happen. The fact of the matter is that most of these leaders are not leaders. They're afraid of losing their post, whatever it is. We have to have the kind of leaders, Lincoln was one of them, Washington was one of them. We've had them who make the tough 
decisions who do what is right for the country. We have basically a, a woke mob that is feeding off of the cowardice of most of our leaders, also plenty Republicans, uh, Mitch McConnell and a few others. They are not the kind of people you want leading you. And in, when everything's going great, you don't notice it. When things are going very poorly, you see that they they don't understand the fundamentals. They have a duty. Yeah. People have died so that we could be free. If they aren't willing at least to risk yeah. something, they need to resign. Uh, today, Joe Biden uh, said that he has this supply chain issue well in hand because he spoke to the executives yesterday, the CEOs of the big companies. And, uh, well, listen to how he said that conversation went down. Joe Biden, just a few hours ago. Yesterday, I spoke with the CEOs personally, spoke with the CEOs of the major retailers, Walmart, Target, and the leading freight movers, FedEx and UPS. They assured me that the shelves will be stocked in stores this holiday because... They signed on a 24-7 as well. They signed on a 24-7. And they provide more avenues. They're getting more of their containers off the ports quicker. Um, you know, there's something about that conversation, and I'm sure it happened that way. They assured him. They assured him. Um, I feel like they were just kind of, I don't know. I don't know if he commands the respect of the top executives. Mark, how do you think Donald Trump would have ha be handling the uh, supply chain issue? Like he handles anything. You know, when you build 100-story skyscrapers, you got supply chain problems all the time. You need to get 10,000 windows delivered, thousands and thousands of beams. And when, when there's a problem, he's there. He has to go to the construction site and settle the dispute. You notice nobody from the administration has been to California. Buttigieg should be at these ports until he gets it settled. This is not landing on the moon. It's not developing new energy. It's taking crates off ships. It's not that complicated. They should be. Everybody should be in California. Every union, whoever, head of everything should be all there screaming at each other till they get this settled. It's that simple. And uh, you could actually see Trump working the phones and banging heads together and getting it done. This is not happening now. Thank you, gentlemen, very much. Mark Simone on iHeartRadio and Eric Metaxas. Check out his book, Is Atheism Dead? It came out just last month, available wherever books are sold. All right, guys, to be continued, and I'll be right back. Thank you. the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. Happy birthday to the United States Marine Corps. 246 years ago today, the Marine Corps was actually founded, started in a bar in Philadelphia, <laughs> Tun Tavern. Anyway, it is, in my opinion, having served in the Marines, the greatest fighting force. It is America's smallest uh, branch of the armed forces. Uh, can attack targets from uh, air, land, sea. By the way, there I am actually with some Marines just before flying a mission uh, over Kuwait, I believe. It was such a privilege to serve. Uh, if you have the opportunity, if you're young enough, I urge you to consider it. Don't let anybody talk you into it. This has got to be a decision that comes from inside. You can talk to some people, but it was an amazing experience. I met uh, such fantastic people from all over the country and did things you can really only do uh, in the military. I'm very grateful to the Marine Corps and to the United States of America. So happy birthday to all the Marines. Oh, 
and to my father, who served in the Marines uh, for 30 years, including one year in Vietnam as an artillery officer. Thank you, Dad, and thank you for watching. To be continued, I'll see you tomorrow. Stand by for Cinchfield. Thank you.